Welcome and uh, hello, listeners. Thanks for joining another episode of the podcast of the Minnesota State University Family Orientation Podcast. Appreciate everybody uh, choosing to listen in to us uh, again here today. I probably say this every episode. I'm excited about the topic today, but that's definitely true yet again as we talk about the more in-depth aspects of how we support students academically here during their time. And it's obviously they're going to learn some incredible things in the classroom. And today's guest is going to tell us a little bit more about the things they do outside the classroom to make sure the in-the-classroom experience is phenomenal. And so um, welcome here today. And I'm going to let you introduce, Sarah, your whole title and everything, because I will goof it up, I promise you. Sarah Granberg-Rademacher is here joining us in today's episode. And Sarah, why don't you first welcome. Thanks for agreeing to do this. My pleasure. Share with our listeners who, who you are, what you do. Here at the university. Awesome. Yeah. Thank you, David. My name is Sarah Granberg-Rademacher. My role is the director of our university advising department here on campus. And that means I have the great privilege of working with the professional advising community that helps our students as they're navigating their college experience all the way through to graduation. And it's we have an awesome team that are, are here to support students along the way. Excellent. Excellent. So how long have you been at MSU now? Oh, goodness. I'm going to have to do some math. I think we I've been here about 16 years and have been serving in, in a variety of roles, working with students who uh, were majoring in the College of Arts and Humanities before then moving over to working with students who weren't sure what they wanted to major in, to now serving in this role as we continue to develop our advising resources for students. Wow, you've had quite the, the journey, and I can see why you'd be the expert on, on all things advising at this point here at the university. So over those 16 years, I'm sure you've had a lot of experiences, worked with thousands and thousands of students. Mm-hmm. You know, what, what's your favorite part of working here at Minnesota State? Honestly, David, when I think about my favorite part, it comes down to the people and the possibilities. It's such a pleasure to work alongside people who are so committed to our students, their journeys, their success here, and are looking for ways to help positively influence that. Having worked with the undecided students, I will tell you, I think we are a great campus when you're not sure what you want to study because we have a broad range of majors. We are not a school known for one thing. We're a school known for a little bit of everything. And similarly, we have broad opportunities outside the classroom as well. If that's things like study abroad, getting some leadership opportunities in registered student organizations, all of these things that really make a college experience complete. The classroom piece is essential, but then those out of the classroom internship opportunities or opportunities to hear guest speakers who are experts in their own field is just is phenomenal as well. I like to think that at Mankato, we're small enough that you can find your connections and find your circle of folks, but we're big enough where you can also let yourself get a little intentionally lost in, in, in the fray and enjoy the experiences around you. Wow, that's a great way to put it. Yeah, we are that kind of special size in a lot of ways that you get to the exposure to things that may not come across day in and day out before your experience here, as well as during your time here. So that, that's great. Well, thanks for all you do as well. I, I have the pleasure of seeing the, the success of your students who you work with and your team works with. And so that part's super fun, super fun to see that kind of thing. So we're recording this. I always share the date. Today is June 8th, uh, 2021. And so as we reference COVID, anything we share today is what we know as of today. <laughs> and so as with most things within the state of Minnesota, the, the governor and the Minnesota Department of Health may drop 
new news on us tomorrow. And so something might be out of date, but what we share today will be accurate as of today. So this whole past year, you know, Sarah, has been clearly defined by the pandemic and the work that you've had to do and everything. And, and I know last year we shifted a lot of it to virtual work or online orientations and things like that. As we're looking ahead to fall of 2021, what, what is the classroom registration or the course registration and what are our new students experiencing getting ready for the fall? Absolutely. No, that's a great question. We've done a lot of pivoting in the last year and we've learned a lot. And the good news with that is we have evolved and come to a process that I think is both welcoming for our new students and provides them with the support they need to come up with a good fall semester schedule so they can hit the ground running come fall. Specifically, we've learned to take advantage of some of our online tools through our learning management system and D2L. The students get some background information when they sign up for orientation, get to see some short videos that hopefully help lay the land in terms of the courses you need, the tools that are available to you. But at the same time, we place a premium on those connections with students. And so we're offering synchronous Zoom sessions on most Mondays in, in the months of June and July. And those synchronous Zoom sessions involve just some basic general information from both the Director of Orientation and from me. But then we quickly try to get the students connected to the areas where they plan on majoring or if they don't know what they want to major, the undecided areas. And in those areas, they get more in-depth information just to give them some background and to help them feel more confident in the classes they'll be looking at. During that in-depth session, they will also sign up for either individual or small group appointments. One of the things the pandemic helped move along for us was this idea that we can have individual experiences. A campus on our size, that's not always possible. And so we've had individual and small group experiences over Zoom where advisors are talking directly with the students and helping them make some good decisions about those first semester classes. And so I'm, I'm very excited about how the pandemic basically brought us to that because that was something that we hadn't been able to do or scale across the university before. And I think it, it gives our students a strong sense of who are some of their advocates here before they actually come to campus. And so hopefully they have a, a firmer sense of who those advocates are and, and some initial developing relationships with them during the course of their orientation, registration, and advising experience. Wonderful. Wonderful. So is the students get, did do some of the same activity last year? How did students respond to that kind of support? Generally, you know, we've heard very positive feedback and that students uh, knew who we were. Now, what's different this year and what I'm really excited about is the potential that we will be able to provide that still over Zoom when students need it, but also we'll have our in-person part back as well. Advisors have been here on the front lines as long as we've had students here, but hopefully now as restrictions are gradually easing and things will continue to be able to be even more available to students. Because I think sometimes there's just something about having that sense of place and where do I find this support instead of always doing it in a virtual world. Yeah, yeah it totally makes sense. And, and well, even to the degree that we're all a little more comfortable on Zoom, right? Or, mm -hmm. or whatever <laughs> the tool is. used to be. Yeah, Zoom's <laughs> our, our tool of choice here. But I, I mean, whatever tool it might be, but I think you know what I see it. I, I we have something in common. We both have high school high schoolers in that. You know, this past year, my kids have been both in school and in distance, and they kind of bumped around and such. But the students who are enrolling now, their level of comfort with technology, mm -hmm. you know, is has been. I've seen the growth just within my own household and such. I don't know if you you've experienced the same with your own kid, but 
to know that all these students as we're um, providing support, registration, whatever it might be, their comfort, you know, uh, they're pulling along the family in some occasions, I, I know that's even mine, to say, I got this and, and whatever it might be. Is that consistent with what you're seeing as well? Yeah, definitely. We're seeing students, for the most part, you know, when we started doing these things over Zoom, I think it was still a bit of a challenge, a bit of an unknown. And now, you know, we have to start every orientation session asking people to put their first name and last name in the chat and sending it to all panelists. And that happens readily. And it's not, we don't, even before we mention it audibly, it's on a screen in front of them and students are starting to fill it out. And so you do see that comfort level. And the comfort level that, that students are saying to us sometimes, hey, wait a second, this isn't working, or I don't know what to do. And we're able to quickly navigate it and hopefully get them to, to the right next stop. And, and that's been a change, I think, that comes with all of us getting more comfortable with the technology because we can speak to those things, but the students also can quickly realize what the issues are they're facing and what they need help with. So then we're all doing better as a result. Yeah, yeah. So one of the changes I've also witnessed here, and I'm curious how it's, it's manifested itself in our current situation, when we had only in-person orientations, we would have an afternoon where the students could go meet with their advisor, sign up for classes. At that same time, parents and family members were in a different location receiving important information and everything. In a Zoom world, they're often sitting on the same couch, right? So what's that like? And what's, what advice would you have for the parents who might be listening during that experience? Absolutely. Well, parents, I, I, what I would respectfully ask is, hey, you're welcome to be at the couch. You're welcome to be sitting or listening alongside your students. What, what I'd encourage you to do is make some notes as you're listening to the things that your student's going over with the advisor and really let your student drive the bus. That doesn't mean that you shouldn't ask questions, but let them kind of take the lead and get through some of this. And then at the end, bring up the questions that you have and still have and, and work with um, the advisor. They're certainly there to assist you along the way and they're happy to do so. I think the big, the big piece is though, we wanna really help empower the students to know what they need and to know how to navigate this. And one of the best ways we can do that is work alongside with you as, as parents and family members supporting your students as best we can. Oh, that totally makes sense. We, we had an experience a little earlier, I'm sharing more about my family. But my son, the school, he's going to a different university and they had a ward orientation type thing going on. We're super, super proud of him. But it was weird because they were clearly addressing the students, but we were there as hanger-ons in that experience because you, you wanted to share that experience with your kid because it's kind of fun and you only get to do it once for the first time. And so it was kind of a, a good eye-opening experience for me in a way mm -hmm. that I'm like, gosh, I'm now walking in the shoes of what so many of our other thousands of students and parents have walked through to get a sense of, oh, I get this, you know. I think one of the things that we, we do have a family orientation office and we have a family newsletter, we have stuff that goes out all the time. We know our family members, especially when it comes to advising and such like this, much like families are the most influential or, or help hold the most opinion on the selection of the institution. When a student chooses to go someplace, but all through that experience, families may know if there's trouble before we do, if the student's struggling, whatever it might be. And so we have some resources available and we'll talk about those in a, in a future uh, podcast and everything, but to know that Sarah and her team, I raise that now because they are the people who will do some of that follow-up when you raise your hand and say, little Billy's struggling in chemistry. And so they would be the one to reach out and find out, hey, Billy, let's, how are you doing? How do you think you're doing? Let's figure out what resources you may need and everything. And I think that's been a growth area. Can you talk a little bit more about how that work has shifted? 
Sure, sure. Um, professional advising has taken more of a forefront at Minnesota State Mankato. We are trying to be just incredibly aware of the unique student needs that, that come across our desks. And so sometimes that is somebody reaching out and saying, hey, I'm concerned about my student in this way. Um, and, and then, you know, we do what we can. The hard part is we can't always turn around and give the parents a full scoop on things. Sometimes family members, you know, one of the best things you can do is say, hey, check it back with that advising office that you talked back at summer orientation. And if the student shows up and says, hey, listen, I'm struggling, know that the advising community is aware of those struggles. It's, it, nothing will be the first time we've heard it. And so just come over, touch base with one of us, and, and we'll get you routed to some resources to help but also lay out the options for you. I think sometimes there's perception that advisors are here to basically dictate what comes next. But in reality, advisors are, are there to help lay out all the different options, maybe help a student evaluate pros and cons, but ultimately the student gets to decide. And that's where we really like to see the student take the lead, but family members, if, if, they, if you're aware of struggles, you're welcome to reach out and, and know that we, we do our best to reach out as well. It's just hard that we can't turn around and tell you everything that happened. We just need to be able to know what's going on with your student and see if we can assist. Yeah, that totally makes sense. And, and I will, I, it sounds weird. I want to compliment, compliment us as a university is we've made some intentional decisions in the last 18 months to invest in that area to make sure we have more support for students. So that that continues to be one of the hallmarks about why we're seeing our students retain at a higher rate and, and have an improved experience here at the university. So I share that because I know Sarah and her team have been instrumental in our success in that area. So thank you, Sarah, for all your leadership in that area. Um, we've got just a couple of minutes left here. I uh, always like kind of wrapping up with advice. You've got, again, some great years of experience here at our university as well as others. What, what advice would you give our incoming students and families as they, um, both for the time they have now until the fall, then what they do and experience when they get here? Hmm, I love that question. For the time you have now, I'd say, you know, just to be present with it and be paying attention to what's going on around you. This is an exciting time, even though it's that transition before you, you come here and you're a maverick. It's still really incredible time to be just honoring and, and attending to all of the developmental experiences that come with graduating high school and, and proceeding. And then students, my, my big, biggest piece of advice for you coming forward in the fall is these are your years. These are your times to, to shine, to figure out things, to learn more about yourself and, and your steps moving forward. And so I just can't say enough. I, I really am honored and grateful to be on this campus because we have so many cool experiences. Students take advantage of those. If something crosses your mind as something that might be interesting, maybe it's a guest speaker who's coming, maybe it's going out to do uh, the ropes course, just do it. Mm -hmm. it. It's a great chance to kind of feel things out. Years ago, someone once said to me, you know, oh, you moved, you can reinvent yourself. And at the time I was a little bit put off and had to think about this, but that's kind of the unique part about college. Many of the students who are maybe listening to this have graduated with kids they went to kindergarten with. And, you know, we all, for better or for worse, get labeled or label ourselves even along the way. And in college, you have the blessing and the curse of, of not having that label. So you can decide who do you want to be and how do you, how do you want to be? What do you want to become? What, what are your next steps? So that's where I say, these are your years. Take advantage of them. Live them to the fullest by paying attention to what's going on around you and jumping in. 
to take advantage of new opportunities that never know might take you down a direction that you never could have planned. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that makes a ton of sense. It, it does. And that's actually a perfect leaping off point to talk about what will fall kind of look like and those opportunities actually look like and everything. As I shared before, it's June 8th. Our most recent guidance was given to us on May 28th from the state. And we do know as we continue to improve our vaccination rates across our communities that more and more is opening up. So this, this will be my podcast reminder. If you haven't had the vaccine yet, really encourage you to consider getting it. It will just open up more opportunities for you and your fellow classmates with what we're able to do fully here at the university. And and that's more in-person experiences, concerts, those kind of things. We're pretty set right now in knowing that we'll be delivering a lot of the classrooms in person, nearly all. Actually, I say a lot. It's nearly all. But it's some of the other larger social activities that are still um, have some restrictions related to our vaccination rates. So please do your part and help us open up things a little bit more. And, and we'll keep you updated as we progress towards the fall on those those things as well. With that, Sarah, anything, anything else you'd like to add in? Well, I guess I would just tell you that from an advising lens, you know, we hope to do more in person this next fall and plan to do more in person than we have previously. But we have learned that Zoom is actually a really cool technology. While some of us did phone appointments in the past, the downside of the phone was you couldn't read body language or see nonverbal communication. We couldn't share documents to see what each other was talking about. So it was really hard to do. But with Zoom, we're seeing that we can do all of those things. And so I anticipate that Zoom will be part of our future in a different way than it was during the pandemic, but still a tool that we can use so that students, if they aren't feeling well, or if it just is more convenient for them to come in over Zoom versus in person, that's a real possibility as well. So I'm grateful in that way for the pandemic. We did learn some valuable lessons as we moved through this. Absolutely. I think it's a good example. A lot of things were migrating that direction. The pandemic just really was like a steroid on some of these changes and such. And and to to your point, to this benefit, I mean, it's great that even our ability to record this here today is, is another benefit from this. So. Sir, thank you so, so much for carving out a little bit of time to uh, spend it with us and share what the student experience will be this summer with registration and and, and uh, plans for what the fall will be like. Uh, again, if all of our listeners, as you have questions about advising, go to the advising website and uh, you can find the information you need there to get in contact to, to follow up with any questions you may have after your experience. So with that, Sarah, again, thank you and good luck with all the work you're doing this summer and follow up. There'll be another podcast out soon. Thanks, everybody. Bye.